It's on the rise with Benny. And today I am here with an independent artist and he is gaining a lot of recognition in the Nashville songwriting and artist circles. He's on a roll and continuing to rise in the music scene. Brian Fuller, welcome to On The Rise. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for Thank hopping on with me so early this morning. Yeah, of course. What a great uh, <laughs> in interviewee voice you have. Oh, can you can you hear the can you hear the difference? Sounds like yeah. It sounds like you had you you were born to be on the radio. <laughs> and guys, uh, to all my Midwesterners listening, he actually said I have an accent that we have an accent. So that's that's new to me. But uh, yeah. Brian, give us your story. Who are you? Where you know? How'd you get started in music, and what's that journey kind of looked like? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm just a, I'm a pretty small town. I mean, that's pretty, you know. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people say that, but just a small town kid from. I grew up in a town that was. We had one main street and a gas station, and a Mexican restaurant, and that was about it, and. uh I uh, just grew up loving music. My my grandpa was a big Elvis fan, so I was listening to Elvis and Peter Frampton and Guns N' Roses, and then got into some country music, you know, with Merle and some of the classics, country classics, you know, with George Strait and all those guys. And um, I just kind of dove headfirst into it. I loved it. I thought music was the coolest thing in the world. I thought learning how to play guitar and instruments was just fun challenge. And, uh, I just dove headfirst into it. I never, never, I was just telling you a minute ago, I never, never had a plan B. So it was just kind of, kind of my thing. I was just the, the music kid growing up. You know, that's funny you say about Elvis because my grandpa, he, um, he, their entire house is Elvis collectibles. And I actually yeah. dressed up as Priscilla for Halloween big Elvis people over here. Hey, so. <laughs> we, I dressed up as Elvis when I was a kid, so we, we should have went together. I, uh, amazing. I, had, I had all of it. I had, um, I had every, just about every movie he was in. I had all of his live recordings. Yeah. I, I still cry when I'm on, when I'm on TikTok and Elvis stuff comes up, like there's just something, there's just something that is just, Oh, it's insane. It was amazing. Yeah. He was, he was, so Incredible. Good. Yeah. He might still be alive. I don't know. TikTok. I know. Is, I mean, the conspiracies. I, I know. They're I, conspiring I that he's it. still around. There's some guy named Jess, Jesse Presley somewhere <laughs> out there. And they're like, hey, this is, Jesse uh, died I, and Elvis took his place. So you never know. Uh, hey, I mean, with the world we live in, I wouldn't be surprised. But do you think growing up in Georgia affected, you know, kind of your brand of music that you're singing now? Oh, yeah. I mean, country there's like there's the lifestyle of living country per se. Um, it's completely different. We, you don't have a lot of stuff to do. Like the stuff that you hear in songs are like, we're just riding around in trucks, drinking beer. That's literally, that's just kind of what we do. We don't have anything else. There's not, you know, big malls or any kind of serious form of entertainment. So you just, and that was the stuff I loved to do. I, I mean, we rode around. I've got a buddy of mine. His name's Austin Meyer. And we would seriously load up in the truck at like six o'clock in the afternoon with a case of beer. And we would just ride around and we'd listen to music and we'd talk, talk life and talk about the girls. Deepest, and The deepest conversations happen on those back roads. Oh, the I mean, we got it. We, 
yeah, we got into the wormholes and some stuff. Like me and him are bit, me and him are are fanatics when it comes to like outer space because it's just oh. like it's just I this yeah this is super left field, but we just you can go down a wormhole like a rabbit hole and just it's crazy black holes that doesn't make any sense to me and we're we would talk about it forever but um yeah we, it it forms you for sure it, it gives you it gives you the tools for a songwriter at least it gives you the stuff to talk about and if you're an honest songwriter yeah i think you can tell the difference between somebody that's honest in their in their writing and somebody that's not because they do just pull the, the generic stuff out of the hat, but then there are some songs that you can tell like, Oh, this dude, like he lived it. He grew yeah. up doing it. I think there is a difference, especially since, you know, the Morgan Wallen came into the picture. It's the people try to rewrite the exact songs or, or, you know, rebrand a song, but it's already been written. You know, yeah. it's not, it's nothing new, but you can feel yeah. that when somebody has truly lived it because you can hear it in their voice. You can feel you- it. You know who Dylan Marlowe is? Yeah. You know him? He's got a song called You Did It Too. He just put it out. And uh, this is just a, a good example. But there's a line there that says, did you pick peanuts off the side of the road, take them home, mama boiled them up on the stove, put, put some in your Ziploc, some in your coat, just to wash them fizz on up. And somebody that's never done that, because we did that. We literally, we, I mean, people grew peanuts in Georgia. And you'd be driving down the road and just go pull them out the ground what? and take them home. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's like somebody that's never done that before couldn't write that in a song because they no. don't know they didn't know you could just go drive down the road and pull peanuts up, take them home. No, we but, pull, we would pull the corn off the off the things and oh, oh we do that too. Oh my cotton. We we have cotton corn and, and peanuts and I mean and strawberries. We had strawberry farms growing up and wow. you you go out there and you pick fresh strawberries. And I mean, you put you pay to go out there, and you can get baskets and pick fresh strawberries off the vine, and uh, or not off the vine, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, oh, wow. so yeah, I mean, that's what hey, that's what you get growing up in a small town. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! So, did you start writing or singing first, or kind of both? Uh, I started singing first. Um, I started. I played my first show when I was. I think I was 13. I was 13 or 14. Um, I actually got suspended from school and I'd always, I'd always play guitar and I just kind of sang to myself at the house and I never really sang whenever anybody was around, but I got suspended from school for fighting one time. And my mom took, like, I had probably a mattress and like a bedside table in my room. She took everything else from me. And uh, she came home from lunch one day at, um, I was in there just playing. I was playing and singing. And, and as part of my punishment, she was like, you're going to sing three songs. She she heard me sing. She was like, you know, I, I was probably horrifically bad back then. But she, I'm sure she heard something and was like, we want, you know, you're going to get up and sing three songs at this festival that they were playing at. My mom was a singer too. And they were playing this festival. And she made me get up there and play three songs. And I was like, this is, this is it. I figured oh it out. My so so I always knew I was going to do something in music. I just yeah. didn't know what it was going to be until then. And then I, when I played those, that little, it was a little hometown festival thing. Um, I was like, this is it. Whatever so this is. Up, you grew up around music. If your mom was also a singer. Yeah. So my, um, 
my grandpa was he was not a musician of any kind, but he loved music. And then my uncle was a drummer in a metal band, actually. And my mom was a singer. My little sister, she's a singer. She sings a lot. Um, she sings in church. She was on American Idol and all that stuff. And um, my grandma was a singer. So, yeah, I, I just grew up in it. Wow. It was kind of like just second nature to us. We just did music. Yeah. So speaking of kind of your musical journey, you released your first EP in 2022, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, give us the rundown on that. What was it like? And what was the journey like up to that moment? You'd released a lot of singles before that yeah. kind of putting those songs together. What was the, what's the backstory behind that? Um, it was kind of random, honestly. Like I, like you said, I kind of started putting out a lot of singles and, um, I met the guy that was that is currently producing me right now, and we had a right set up together. His name is Joey Hyde. It was me, him, me, Joey Hyde, and Neil Medley wrote one day, and we wrote this song called "Bear Me Out." And I had another song that I was that I wrote by myself that I absolutely love called "My Honey." And then um, we, so I knew I wanted to put that song out, and then we wrote "Burn Me Out." I was like, I want to put this one out too. And being independent, it's kind of hard to, I mean, you're paying for all of it. It's expensive to cut music. Um, and I met Joey and he was like, man, I just think that you should be hitting the ground running. And I think, you know, I think you got something really cool going on. And he did me a solid and cut out the expense of having to pay for a producer. Um, and he was like, I just want to see you do good. If you, you know, if you want me to do this, I'll be happy to do it. And we can kind of just keep working together and growing together. And uh, so we had Burn Me Out in that song, My Honey. And he was like, well, if we're going to put two out, let's pick, you know, two or three more that you love. Um, so we just kind of went digging through the songs that I'd written and put them out on EP. And, and it was a definitely a big learning experience and growing, you know, had some growing pains through doing it and figuring out, you know, learning social media and content and that's the only way um, you have to you have to do it to learn you have to yeah you know? yeah so we we uh we put it out and it was i think kind of the stepping stone to get me into a little to lock in a little bit better with my brand and sound and i, I think that the brand and sound has grown since that ep which is yeah. what you want I, I think you should constantly be growing all the time um but I'm really proud of the stuff. We've got six or seven songs that we want to release this year, and I'm really proud of them. Awesome. And I think it it all stems from that first EP of just getting my taste of, hey, this is what it's like putting out a project. This is what it's like working these songs and promoting these songs. And um, just, show, just, you know, gave me a little bit of insight to it. And, yeah, it was a, a really cool uh, – and then we had, we had a show – to, to on the release night of the, the EP and um I think we sold 180 or 190 tickets oh, to this wow. it was like one of my first shows that I ever headlined in Nashville and we played it um the analog okay and I was kind of nervous because I was like I've never played a show in Nashville before <laughs> and you know I'm still growing as an artist and I'm still growing my fan base so I was like I don't even know if anybody's gonna show up and we sold a hundred like I said about 180 190 tickets so I was Oh, wow. That's I was awesome. pretty pumped. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of writing, so you actually recently kind of got your first big label cut by Randall yep. King 
on a song yep. you wrote. What was like, what was it getting that DM on Instagram? It's pretty <laughs> sweet. I was, I was on the way to the gym and, uh, I was just, mine, I shouldn't have been scrolling through my phone, but I was, um, and I checked Instagram and I had a DM from him. And when I opened it, you know how you can, now you can buy the meta, yeah. um, verified, verified tags. So I saw the message and I was like, this isn't Randall King. I was like, yeah, he didn't just Instagram me on it on, or DM it's me on It's a fake account. I, did, I seriously, I thought it was. I read the message and I was like, this is so fake. And I clicked on the account and I was like, shit, this is the real deal. He, this is Randall. And uh, oddly, funny enough, I had met Randall when I first moved to town um, about four and a half years. I moved here almost five years ago. But when I first got here, um, I met him out one night. I think we were at Losers, and he was with another buddy of mine, and he was hanging out with kind of the same group of people I was hanging out with. And I remember talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm about to sign me a record deal at Warner." And I was, I thought he was full of shit. I was like, "This guy is not signing a record deal." He would not because I didn't, I didn't know who he was, but I was like, "This guy wouldn't be hanging out with a bunch of nobodies if yeah. he's about to sign a record deal." So, I and then a, and then a couple about a month later, I looked him up on Spotify and I was like, "Oh damn, this guy's like really good." So he was not he was not joking. Um, and then the same thing happened when he asked me about the song. I was That's like, "There's crazy. no way this is real." So, but yeah, it was it was crazy. He DM'd me and um, I had no hesitation to it. I was like, "Absolutely, man." I would love, I've always been a big, a huge fan of him. I, I think he's great. And um, I'm actually going out on the road with him this weekend. Oh, awesome. Playing some shows in Florida. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it was, it was really exciting. I was, I was pretty pumped. I can imagine. I can imagine. So you just released a new song called Blue Skies Beautiful, which we will be airing after this interview, guys. So stay tuned. We're going to build your anticipation so you don't leave. Uh, but tell <laughs> us a little bit about this song. So Blue Skies is, I wrote this song by myself. I I'm, I love writing by myself. I do it a pretty good bit. Um, and I'd had this idea on my phone for a while and I'd pitched it around. And um, I had the first line in in my head that I, I wanted to be. It's like, your mama knew mine back before you ever knew me. And I thought that was cool because just growing up in a small town, you know, a lot of times you'd meet. Yeah. You know, yeah. meet your significant other, you know, meet a girl or whoever through family members or through like a friend of a friend. And I just thought that that opening line just kind of stuck in my head and I pitched it around in a couple of rooms and nobody was biting on it. And, um, I, I, I felt like at the time I was kind of getting looked over a little bit as a songwriter, which I think we all do at, at times. And it was kind of, my way of proving to myself and to everybody else, like I'm here and I'm here to, to be a songwriter. And I just wrote a story that, you know, has happened to me. And I think it's happened to a lot of other people, you know, just having to tell somebody, you know, just having to let somebody go and just kind of praying that they come back. And, um, but, you know, also being okay if they don't. And that's kind of the, the story behind it of just, you know, 
learning to be okay with, with letting some, letting stuff go. So I think everyone will relate to that guys. So I'm really excited for you to hear that. Um, do you have any musical inspirations behind kind of your career that helped you get to where you are? Um, yes and no. Um, I try to, I try to kind of pave my own way a little bit. I, I want people I like one day, I want people one day to turn around and, and, you know, I feel like nowadays a lot of people compare music and say, Oh, well, this sounds like Jason Aldean and this sounds like, you know, yeah. Luke Combs and whatever else. And I just kind of want to have my own lane like that. I want people to say, Oh man, this sounds different. This sounds, you know, like Brian Fuller stuff. And, um, but if I had to, if I had to compare or give any kind of inspiration, I, I think that Keith Urban is kind of the vein of, of music that I chased. Um, I just love that. I feel like every one of his songs are, are, they're different and unique. They say something really cool. And you here's the important really... question. Can you play guitar like Keith Urban? <laughs> not, I can, not as good, but I can, I feel like I could keep up with him for sure. I can, I, I pride myself in that. I am a good guitar player. Okay. I, okay. I spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time practicing and, um, I, I, Truly, I find inspiration when I sit down to write. I usually find inspiration in a melody off the guitar before I sit okay. down and it just pops in my head. I, I have to find something cool to play before I can start writing anything, um, yeah. which anybody that's in the music industry listening to this would understand, like just playing G, C, and D for every song, is it gets kind of old pretty fast so um i feel like i'm pretty good that's a long-winded answer or, but i feel like i'm pretty good so um obviously to everybody listening who doesn't really know nashville and the music industry it's a very cutthroat uh very chew you chew you up and spit you out type of industry and brian have you ever like had any challenges in your career that have kind of you know it was hard to stay motivated or you got told no or you know and you had to decide like i'm not gonna give up or i'm gonna cry and pack my bags and move home you know how have you dealt with those yeah i mean every day honestly i mean there's definitely been times where i've i've never thought of moving home but i have been uh i've had my soul crushed a, a lot and I think that um, just having faith in God that everything's going to work out and believing. I mean, that's where I put a lot. That's what, that's what I lean on a lot is my faith. And I, I lean on God a lot. And um, there's a, a verse in James. I can't quote it exactly off the top of my head, but um, it talks about allowing perseverance to finish its job and I think that chat the challenging of not only your faith but of you know your character and your mind and your spirit is just part of perseverance finishing its job and it gives you you know calluses to keep going and it puts you know a, a protecting it put, puts a protection around your heart but it also allows you to give grace to others and I think that that's kind of what keeps me going is just knowing that when I'm being tested or, you know, days are hard or there's a storm in front of me that it's just like, all right, just look at this as an opportunity to 
to grow and get a couple more calluses on you. And whenever the work is done, you know, we need to go up to heaven and, and, and enjoy that. So yeah. I think oh, that, uh, I really that's like how that. I think, I think yeah. a lot, I think, I think our world would be a lot better place if people had that mindset and, and giving up wasn't an option because everything happens for a reason and we are put exactly where we are supposed to be. And if you, can, if you can keep that and remember that and just keep going, it's shows, it shows just so much of your character. So very, yeah, I wrote that answer. I, there's, yeah, I don't know if anything can beat that. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I think it's great. <laughs> and I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll preach God all day long. I, th- I think that, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to believe in something bigger than yourself. And that, you know, that, that, that helps carry the load and it's not, you don't have to carry it by yourself. You know, somebody else is there to carry it for you and wants to carry it for you. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So just lean it, just lean into that, I think is, is the best way to stay motivated. Um, so to kind of piggyback off of that, excuse me. Um, if you could give a piece of advice, I always like to ask people I'm interviewing this just because everybody's path is different. Everybody has a different, you know, piece that they want to share. So if you could give one piece of advice to anybody listening, whether it's a kid in the backseat of his mom's car and he, you know, he wants to do something, but he's scared, you know, it just, what would you say what, out of everything you've done and all the trials and tribulations and stuff, you know, what would you say to someone to give them a little bit of advice or hope? First of all, what's up, buddy? <laughs> but uh, no, I um, man, I, I kind of give that back to God too. I, I think that aligning your life just to be a good person, and with any with anything, just speaking generally, um, practice being a good person first. And I think that when when you at least try to do that good things are going to happen um you know people say that bad things happen to good people and i i i disagree and agree to an extent i think that the bad things are like what we just talked about they're just the troubling times that are um building building character and perseverance and but in the music industry specifically i think Try trying to build a fan base first and worrying about what people, not what people think, but worrying about what the outside world has to say about your music. And do you have fans and do you have people that are going to listen? Do you have people that are going to come to the shows? Because Nashville may be pretty cutthroat, but everybody in Nashville follows what the fans want. No, nobody in Nashville thinks to themselves, Oh, I'm going to make somebody like this. This is not possible. You can't make other people like something that they don't want to like. And that's why you see a lot of people get signed to record deals really fast. And, you know, inevitably kind of, I don't want to say fail, but wow. you know, fall short of, of, of what they want because they didn't chase the fans first. And and, and being honest to yourself and, and just being authentic and writing stuff that means something to you. And hopefully people want to listen to it. And if they do, then it's a win-win because you get to have a free therapy session and talk about your feelings and you get to do it on the radio. Yeah. So 
Um, I yeah. Think, I, I don't know. I think yeah. out of all of that, I've kind of really just what I'm gathering from what you're saying is just be yourself and people oh, yeah. are going to like you or they're not, but just, you know, if it's what you want to do, do it and don't be selfish, you know, and yeah. let the fans, the fans are what makes you the fans is what is going to give you your dream. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you can shut me up whenever I, I'm, no, I'm, you're good. I'm a long winded person, but yeah, you, you sum, summarize it. Well, I, I, I think starting, starting at checkpoint A is being a good person and learning how to do that well and caring for others. And then people are going to want to care for you, man. They're going to want to, they're going to want to pick you up when you're down. And I think having a community around you of people that love you just as much as you love them is, is going to help you in anything that you do. I've got a community of guys and girls, um, in fact, we, we meet every – we meet once a month. It's called Supper Club. We met last night, and we just sit down and pray together. We talk together. We laugh together, and it's a community of people that just helps helps you move along. So stay in yourself, get a good community, and just freaking work hard, man. Nobody's going to work harder for your dream than you are. And uh, I think, yeah. You guys, yeah. You guys heard that. Um, but Brian, thank you so much for coming on to on the rise. And I'm so excited Absolutely. to see all the awesome things you do and, um, your dedication and specifically your faith. I think that is what, what is going to inspire people and a lot of people listening. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this, but make sure you guys check out Brian on socials. And I am now going to be playing his new song, blue skies, beautiful. So let me know what you guys think. And once again, Brian, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Your mama knew mine Back before you ever knew me They used to say all the time The two of us and me I was glad they set it up The second I laid eyes on you Safe to say I fell in love Before we sat down in the booth It's crazy to think that That's just two years ago I'll be watching you hit the road Mine's made up, bags all packed I'm standing here just staring at that car You're leaving this town and Wondering if I'll see you again But go and taste them blue skies